Hello and welcome to the highly anticipated fourth episode of Iron Sharpens Iron with me, your host, Letabo Sotole. As you know, Iron Sharpens Iron is a podcast where we as young Africans gather to share, learn, exchange and amplify. Iron Sharpens Iron is proudly brought to you by a collaboration between Leslie Needs Youth and Youth Connect Africa. In this episode, we're shining a spotlight on the dynamism of young Africans and their contribution to socioeconomic development. I'm really excited today because joining me is a real champion for inclusion and gender mainstreaming and socioeconomic opportunity and activity. The formidable Nomdeni Mdaki, a media entrepreneur and the founder of Agenda Women. As well, we are joined by Ufense Mwase, the director and founder of OM Films. Ufense, I just want to say that you are quite literally the representation of From Africa to the World. Thank you both for joining us and for gracing us with your presence. Nomdeni, I want to start with you today, and I want to ask you to just give us a brief background of your journey in the entertainment industry um, and how your career has grown and developed over time, just to shed some light on, you know, dynamism and being a multi-potentialite. I came into the workforce, the corporate workforce, around the age of uh, 22, and I worked for two South African-founded businesses. I decided to leave the corporate workforce around 25 and start my first business, which was a DJing school for girls with my friend DJ Zintle, who um, I met when we were like 13. I think she was 14. So uh, at the time, we really knew each other quite well. When we were doing that, I then met, I was introduced to the creative industry, particularly the South African creative industry through Oskido, who we always, uh, whose show we always went to to promote the school. I was quite intentional about positioning myself as the business brain because I quickly realized that, you know, there was so much excitement around talent and artists that I needed to find kind of my niche. Quite, It worked quite well because over time, um, he then onboarded me to help him structure some of his businesses. It truly had been an honor at the time to work for him on uh, structuring deals with brands, you know, structuring the actual operations of businesses like Galawa Jasmine and he had other businesses. This exposed me to a lot of leaders in the market space, which meant I was fortunate enough to build credibility. I have to say, yes, there was fortune, but a lot of hard work as well. Around 2016, I started to really question the impact that I was having in the work that I did because in a way I felt like I had reached my cap and I wanted to to figure out what's next and that was the birth of my now two uh, well I guess at the time one business which is Agenda Woman a media platform that creates content and community for the female demographic a lot like how media um, businesses are structured we then went on I guess in a full circle moment and introduced an agency wing to this business which is AW Brand Studios. I always say if my first business and my second business had a baby it would be the businesses that I'm currently running. Thank you so much Nomdeni. I think your journey is quite inspiring. I probably like many young South Africans have followed your journey and have been inspired by it. Offense, you have won 
more than 24 globally recognized awards for your directing work. And over the last decade, you've been involved in a lot of films, commercials, music videos. Please walk us through your journey. Hi, and thank you again for having me. Uh, yes, I'm Ofente Moase, and I grew up in Rustenburg, and then uh, I came around Johannesburg to actually go study film uh, around 2008. So I studied film from 2008 to around 2011 at Avda Film School. And so essentially, I came this side to learn. Funny thing is I came to actually just learn about editing. And then luckily, when you get to the school, you actually get to be involved in about four uh, disciplines. And yeah, so cinematography was one of them. And I fell in love with cinematography, I think, from school. And it was just something so exciting for me because I get to actually hold the camera and control the visuals that people actually get to see on screen. And yeah, so after school, I went into doing a lot of work for commercials uh, and as well as um, uh, music videos. So this is what brought me to where I am today. I've been trying, I've been doing this and telling stories visually in terms of all kinds of mediums, whether it be commercial music videos, uh, online stories uh, for TV, for film, uh, as well as like uh, cinema. So I've, I've been lucky enough to be able to have something of mine that I worked on be broadcasted in every single kind of uh, media outlet there is out there. And I'm very thankful for it. But yeah, I think the biggest thing that brought me to where I am today is just my hard work and like preservation and being remaining consistent in each and every single thing that I do. And I believe that that's the biggest key that brought me to where I am today. And yeah, to this day, I'm very thankful for that. Thank you so much. Um, Offensa, I want to come back to you. Two weeks ago, I had a conversation with someone about longevity and sustainability in the creative and cultural economies, and they mentioned your name. This is even before I knew you would be um, on, on the podcast today and spoke to your leadership style and how you develop talent and skills within your business to ensure longevity in your business. And I want to ask you, how do you think skills development, skills transfer will play a huge role in the development of the right talent that will transform Africa's economy through the creative and cultural industries? I'm a strong believer in collaboration. So I think my biggest contribution towards the industry is definitely that I make sure that I work I pick out people and I see people that are actually, you know, doing something in this space, as well as people that really do not really have the experience in this space to come into it and actually come in and, you know, show their talents. Like, for instance, there's people that I've worked with in the past, what, five years that are now, you know, really big in the media space. And, you know, most of them came to me not knowing really much anything about the media space in a sense. Thank you so much, Ofense. Nomdeni, Ofense has spoken to us about, you know, skills development and skills transfer. I want to ask you, what empowering factors do you think are the driving force for young Africans to pursue careers as entrepreneurs or innovators in the creative, cultural, uh, entertainment and media industries? 
I think the key factors empowering young Africans to become entrepreneurs and change makers is problem solving. We all understand that at the essence of entrepreneurship is problem solving, but the African context is, is quite interesting. We're the youngest population in the world, so we're bursting with energy, but we also have a lot to solve for. I think in Africa, poverty essentially is at the center of a lot of innovation that I believe that we're seeing. And I think what is going to be exciting in the future, and I say the future because that is to contextualize why young people are so crucial is we're going to see a lot of Africans solving for African problems. Ofense, this question I want to direct to you because I think that a lot of young Africans want to ask a lot of questions to people who've been as successful as you have been. And is it's how have government institutions helped you succeed? But also, in what ways can African governments amplify their support for youth-led initiatives, startups, businesses in the dynamic fields that you operate in? Yes, for me, like, I'll be honest right now, like, in terms of what we do, our company, we actually haven't had a lot of, like, you know, government-led initiatives that we had. Like, most of what we've done with our company is literally just us just doing things, in a sense, on our own, you know? So I feel like to remedy this, because obviously not everyone is going to be lucky enough to be able to be in a position where they can have access to the things that I had access to or to be able to create things the way that we do. You know, it's like, I feel like that we need more initiatives that can collaborate, for instance, with people like us, like our company or people that can collaborate with other creators that are in the space that are doing the same thing to be able to create initiatives where they can teach people more or give them more information on how they can access funds, how they can access, you know, equipment, how they can access learning ventures that are going to help them understand what the film industry is like. Nomdeni, I know you're calling in from Kigali. You are somebody that I would consider as a global African. And I want to ask you, how do you believe that young Africans can actively engage with you know, each other on the continent and with other Africans in the diaspora to fuel economic growth on the continents, but also to foster innovation within the creator economy that you find yourselves in? It's actually quite interesting because um, I am here for a festival that is being hosted for the youth coming from 15 countries. About 250 kids are currently in Kigali to explore culture, to better understand each other. But more than anything, the organization that uh, is hosting this festival fundamentally believes in using sports as a tool to really help shape the minds of the youth in the continent. Speaking to the African diaspora and the opportunities that we all have to tap into each other, I think it's quite important to align on values first. I think what I see often and what breaks a lot of people is having the intention to make change 
but not being deliberate about finding partners that share the same values as you. So one of the things that I believe we do very, very well and we're proud of the way that we navigate is being very intentional about our yes and very intentional about our no. It is very important to recognize that change that is going to propel you forward and move very quickly is going to be fueled by a group of people that fundamentally believe in the same things. Namdeni, we speak a lot about Africa as a whole, but I think there is a need to focus on gender mainstreaming, gender equality, inclusivity. From your perspective, how do you think that we can ensure that young Africans, firstly, and then young Africans who are women and other minority genders are promoted across youth-driven economic activities, especially in the rapidly evolving creative and cultural industries. Litabo, as you know, the issue or the conversation around gender equality is very close to my heart. In 2019, I attended the Economic Forum. It was hosted in Cape Town. And I remember there was a report that was shared around gender equality, exposing that at the pace that we are engaging the challenges on gender equality, we will probably start to see change in 135 years. I know a lot of times when people hear that stat, it is alarming, but it was quite interesting how for me that stat was empowering. It created an agency for me to get on with the work, which I find sometimes is the challenge in the African context that at times there's a lot of conversations around what should be done and not so much of the doing. I want to contextualize that because I don't want people to think that conversations are not important. Conversations are important, but I think it's important that we have people who are operational and action orientated being part of these conversations and that there are practical outputs to some of these conversations around how we really start to see change when it comes to gender equality. I think another thing that's quite important to put into context here is when we speak about gender equality, we're speaking about access to opportunity. People sometimes go into debates around genders and equality in a very layman manner, but we have to always be deliberate about saying when we speak about gender equality, particularly as women, we are speaking about equality to access opportunity. Osante, just coming back to you again, you speak about your YouTube channel and you speak about digital media and technology. How can young people leverage that to raise capital and resources for their projects? Yeah, so the biggest thing that there is right now is just, I think the thing that makes money on the internet is watch time. So watch time equals currency. How people, how long people actually watch your content on the internet equates to you actually getting paid for it. Uh, so, which is why platforms like podcasts are booming right now, because podcasts uh, relatively are very reasonable to create because it's usually just one setup and then the biggest bulk of the most expensive thing that there is out there is just the equipment that you actually use. So if you can get yourself in a position where you actually uh, get your hands on the equipment, it should be so much easier for you to produce the content going into the future because obviously you don't have to spend on that anymore. Then the only thing that you need to spend on is editing. So like I'm saying, if 
you are even smarter with the content that you're making, that you cut, you target certain countries. So with how things work online, not every country gets to get the same amount of money from the certain amount of views that you make. So for instance, a South African can make two rent from a view, but an American version of that can get 10 rent out of that. So this is the metrics that you need to understand, especially when you're going to this platform of media production. So always make sure that you target your audience as well. Same question that I asked Nomdeni. I really want to ask you, what do you think that we can do to inspire and empower young people to really pursue their entrepreneurial journeys in these industries that you operate in? As always, the number one thing is to make the benefits physical, make the opportunities more visible to them, you know, because the biggest things that we see from like mediums is always like the same things. Like most of the time, what do you see? You see like DJs. Most of the time you are seeing musicians, you know, you don't get to actually see the people behind. You don't get to see the producer. You don't get to see the person who edits a video. You don't get to see the person who edits the photographers. So I feel like more visibility in terms of all the things that happen behind the scenes help uh, will help a lot in creating the idea of all these like filmmaking opportunities or industry opportunities that are in the background, which we need more of. Like, I always advise people to look at the market. Thank you so much, Ifente. I'm really enjoying this conversation. I'm really, really sad that we have to draw near to the end of our podcast and ask yourself and Nomdenin what advice you have to give to aspiring young entrepreneurs and creatives in Africa who may be hesitant to take the first step in into you know their dream into their future and maybe become the next big thing the biggest thing for you to do is to start like do it with no fear no valor you know just go in there and actually do your thing even me how we started we just started like that you know producing content where we didn't know what's going to come of it we really didn't know what's going to come of it we just started and then we put it out we didn't even think about what are people going to say we just did it because we were passionate about it and we loved it and Literally, it didn't even take us long, like even if I say six months, that's too long because we put out these videos back in 2017 where we were starting to do comedy and we didn't think much of it. And then today, like seven years, what is it, five years, seven years, six years later, we're one of the biggest channels in South Africa, you know, even I would say probably in Africa as well. We're one of the biggest channels in the country just because we decided to start and actually be consistent and continue with this thing and carry on with it. So the biggest thing is that consistency, stay consistent. Don't listen to people being negative towards you. So never listen to people that are telling you no and people that are saying, no, you can't do this thing. I believe like each and every single one of us has that special push in us to actually succeed in whatever it is that we want to do. So go out there and do it and don't listen to the naysayers. Thank you so much, Offense. I like that you said without valor. 
I don't know if that was English or if what I interpreted as asinavalo, which to my African counterparts means without fear or intimidation, we're going to get it done. And in both languages, I think is quite inspiring. Nomdeni, can I please get your parting words of advice for young entrepreneurs, young aspiring African entrepreneurs and creatives who may be hesitant to take that first step? So, Letabo, I'm going to share three things that I feel in my journey have been quite crucial to my own success. And the first thing is you have to be comfortable with being a beginner, but don't make it your identity. So it's very important, and it speaks to what Ufense has already said. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let the voices that tell you, oh, you know, you're just starting out. Ufense started out six years ago. When are you going to catch up? When is it going to happen? Is it going to happen for you? There's so many voices in your head that will come that are emanating from the pits of the space where fear resides. Don't let those voices stop you. You have to be a beginner. Take on the mindset of someone who wants to learn and Put your pride aside. So many young people have way too much pride for people who have not attempted or succeeded at anything. Put your pride aside, give people a call, and get started. And I think the second thing, whilst you're doing all of that, don't be afraid to fail. So when you're attempting anything new, you might fail a couple of times before you get it right. There's no one I think I cannot access in the continent when it comes particularly to the music space. And at 31, I decided to leave all of that and start again because I was driven by a desire to be impactful in a particular area. It was hard, Litabo, to not be able to access, you know, all those areas where I knew I had carved out respect and I could call anyone. But I was driven by a new desire and I listened to to that and I humbled myself and I started again. Wow, thank you so much, Numdeni. Thank you so much, Ufense. As a young African, I must say that the imperative of involving the youth in all aspects of the continent's development agenda cannot be emphasized enough. And that concludes this enlightening episode of Iron Sharpens Iron. It is an honor to witness the determined and influential youth who are guiding Africa toward a more prosperous and promising future. Nomdeni Ufense, thank you so much for your insights. They have been valuable. They have been inspiring and especially towards Africa's potential to hold the key to tomorrow's advancement. And that's it from me, Letabo Sotole, your host. And this is Iron Sharpens Iron.